queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Well, one thing that we have learned and uh, loved over the past year since we started this podcast and everything is that the podcast, it's been, it's like a brotherhood, sisterhood and everything. So we figured we'd go ahead and start doing a bit of collaborations with some of our podcast friends. Uh, We got a few scheduled for this month and hopefully we can get some more next month. Well, and we're going to start off with a friend of ours to the North as in Canada so joining us from Lotus Moon Productions is Cody, a.k.a. Shugo. What's up, brother? Hey, how's it going? It's uh, not too bad here. Um, what's up? Be on Queen's Takeover Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, uh, before we get into the bombshells of the of a week we had and everything, we do yeah. have a little bit of a tradition here and everything. So how did you get into wrestling as a fan? Oh man, yeah, that's that's something that I that I ask a lot of people on my podcast as well, and it's a great conversation. It's a great topic to to talk about with any guest. And, For sure. Yeah, and with me, I can't even tell you where it first started, but I can tell you that I've been watching it for over twenty five years. And like, I remember being four and five watching whatever wrestling that was thrown at me on Saturdays or whatever. Like there was no like me staying up till you know twelve at five years old, right, to watch Raw. But, <laughs> I mean, when I was, when I was, uh, you know, so between the ages of five to eight, it was just catching whatever I could. And I remember, you know, I loved Bret Hart. I loved Shawn Michaels. I loved, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, there was some WCW crossovers and some things. There was, uh, there was Sting on there. There was Ra- Razor Ramon, like all these classics and the video games I played. But um, I'm the, I, I, I go on record for saying this too, because people always use it against me. I'm the, I'm the weird Canadian that liked Sean over Brett. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the, back in the day there, I was just, I was, I love Brett Hart. Don't get me wrong. I even yeah. am a styrofoam uh, heart thing is that you put your hand up in you wave the heart yeah I had when I was a kid but um yeah it was just something about Shawn Michaels that drew me in and I mean maybe it was the music I mean Bret Hart had excellent music too but um fast forward to like 9 10 11 years old that's when I I started making deals with my parents I'd be like if I do this can I stay up from 10 to 12 to watch Rob but then the rest of the week I go to bed like at nine right because you know school right so Monday, yeah. Mondays or, or Fridays you know I could stay up late because you know, it's a Friday night um, yeah I was always making deals to watch Raw so that that's when it was from 10 to 12 here in Atlantic time so because I know a lot of places around the world it starts at 9 9 to 11 or 9 to 12 now because it's three hours yeah uh, yeah so then Raw hit I started liking uh, Triple H Jeff Hardy 
Uh, you know, the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian came along, the ladder matches, the Dudleys. So, yeah, th- that's my first experience for the first, like, that's my earliest memories. And then everything else is pretty fresh. <laughs> Jolie, I swear, it's like nine times out of ten when we get these guests on the show, they're all old school fans like you. What can we say? We, we're the smarter fans. <laughs> I don't know if we stuck around okay. too long. I watch the WWE. I don't know if that makes me smart or a glutton for punishment. Well, no. <laughs> the the old, school re- old school wrestling is what gets people hooked in. It's yeah. the bait. A lot of people actually said they started looking at the old school on YouTube or hmm. like all the different like uh, video platforms that they now have out there. And a lot of it is like, you know, oh, Bret Hart, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And that Shawn Michaels AE biography was heart-wrenching. I never it, actually had a chance to watch it. Oh, it was really, really good. Like, it honestly, they actually did discuss the Montreal screw job, which I thought was very interesting because, you know, for the longest time, they, they, you know, they said that, you know, it was all Vince, but Shawn did know. And he lied to to the bread about it. Yeah, but you know, so but seeing them make up in the ring was absolutely great because he was just coked out of his fucking mind. Yep, yep. And then and that's the thing when when people always uh, hear me shout out Sean over Brett back then, back in the nineties. I was five, six, seven, eight, nine. I didn't know the backstage, the dirt sheet, as they say. You know, I didn't know any of that stuff back then. Uh, the politics behind wrestling, I just you know, saw what came on my screen and was like, yeah, that guy, make, you know, I like it. I like where this is going, you know, and my, my, of course, of course, you know, mentioning my origin as a wrestling fan too, I can't forget my two favorite female wrestlers of that era, Lita and Trish. Oh, oh God, yeah. 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 And it's like when I first started watching wrestling and everything, the, those two were like still doing their thing and everything. So it's like, yeah, it's like, you can't go wrong with those two. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So, all right, let's get into this. Um, <laughs> bombshell yeah. on bombshells this week when WWE announced that they were releasing more people and the list absolutely fucking ridiculous. Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, who just came back. <laughs> yeah. Braun Strowman, who was just in a title match. Ruby Riot, part of the Riot Squad, could have been WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Fuck you, Vince. Literally uh, in a tag team match, too, for the titles. You. Exactly. Uh, Lana, I'm going to pass her up. Santana Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't noticed, Cody, Lana's not, not really, she's not really, Jolie's not really a big fan of Lana. Oh, no, that bitch, I am so... F- her and Eva Marie are cut from the same fucking cloth. Oh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to that bitch in a minute. <laughs> they're they're the same type of people that don't deserve to be in the industry. Managers, yes, perfectly fine, which is what Eva's going to be. She's actually not wrestling from what everything has been said. She's even said it herself that she's not wrestling. Oh. Yeah. As of as of right now, she's I think she's either gonna be an influencer or managing somebody. And it could also be connected to the diamond mine that they're bringing up in NXT, whatever that is. So, because apparently she was brought in at the same time as that huge Parker dude. Yeah. So there's a possibility that that's all interconnected. And if that's interconnected, I'll be interested to see how that goes. 
I just think some of her teeth, yeah, her teeth, her tweets have been very classless and she needs to learn how to read a fucking room. But like Lana was never meant to be a wrestler. Yes, she worked hard. Becky Lynch helped her out a lot. But she, I was surprised she lasted this long, especially with Miro being as vindictive as he's been on different platforms when it comes to WWE. And I will say this about uh, Tommy and Aleister Black. The man had nothing but love and respect for everything that happened in the WWE. It was just a shot out of left field that, you know, took his legs out from under him. Right. All right. And then the rest of the list, Santana Garrett, we haven't heard from her in a while. And then Buddy Murphy, that's a waste right there, even though he got on my nerves sometime and everything. So uh, Cody, Mr. Guest and everything. So let me throw this to you. What? Okay. So what was your first reactions when you found out about all this? First reactions? I was like, no way. That was like, it was, I mean, it, it was probably, you know, holy shit. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you know, no way is the PG version. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, when I saw that, I was like, Braun Strowman, no way. I mean, and also before I get on with the others, I heard recently in a news article where Booker T said that AEW shouldn't hire Braun Strowman because he'd be a waste there. And I personally, I think he's full of shit. And normally I'm not one to shit on other people's opinions like that, but to say that Braun Strowman wouldn't fit in an AEW and that he'd only have a couple of people. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? AEW has shown us consistently amazing storylines from the get-go. Yes, they've messed up here and there. What wrestling company hasn't? But what I'm saying is Braun Strowman, you could, you, you could just put him with anybody. And also he's now outside of the WWE barrier, which kind of segues me into Lana. I get where everybody's coming from, where, where Lana, you know, she's, like like even Marie, you know, I, I I understand the comparison, but I think CJ is I think it's CJ Kelly, her real name, right? Perry, Perry, Perry. Oh, CJ Perry, yeah. So I believe she can do a lot more than what WWE lets her do. And I mean, she's definitely come a far a long way from where she was first started to wrestle on SmackDown. Like personally, I mean, I I I loved her theme. Her theme was the best. Her theme was so good. <laughs> you know, her coming out just dancing and stuff. And but when her and what was it? Oh my gosh. The guy that was with Rusev and Lana. Aiden English. Aiden English. Yeah, Aiden English. So that 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 trio there, that was amazing. I don't know why they well, why they did that. But Lana came a long way, but it was inevitable, wasn't it? Like, you know, once once Miro left, I, I, I couldn't I, I saw, you know, CJ not too far behind. But um I I do believe that if if CJ gets signed somewhere else, I truly think yeah, she'll she'll absolutely smash it as a manager role, but I think there's untapped potential there. And maybe I'm being too nice, maybe I'm being too kind, but I feel that outside the WWE barrier, like they other companies use different wrestling moves, they book differently. And when you're when you're in WWE, you are structured in. There's no reach. You know, you have to you everything is scripted, everything's told. You know, you can talk things over and yeah, you can maybe come up with a compromise, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you're structured into a mold. Right. And some wrestlers just don't they can't fit into that mold and i mean then they then they release tommy end alistair black and alistair black again nothing but love one of the kindest dudes from for the things that i've i've heard and his talent the matches that he put on with murphy i mean i love murphy too i wish he was used better but i mean the seth rollins thing was kind of fun until he started dating ray mysterio's daughter but that's a different topic <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, Murphy Murphy is is incredible. Uh, I I was on the Simon Miller uh, his podcast there. I think last year or the year before. You know, the pandemic kind of blurs everything together. But uh, I mentioned that Murphy has the potential to be a Will Osprey, and I, I truly, truly do mean that. He I've seen his unt- I've I've seen his potential. You know, NXT they they let people go a little further than they do on Raw and SmackDown. And I've seen his matches on the main shows as well. And him and Aleister Black put out banger after banger after banger. And Aleister Black's incredibly talented. So now that they're both out, hopefully they can make huge names of themselves because wherever they go, they will shine. And as for Ruby Riot, man, Ruby Riot, I thought was going to be a future women's champion, not just a future women's tag team champion, but you know, they've had the Riot squad now for three, four years and then they, they let go of, um, my gosh, I can't forget her name. Who was Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Logan. Logan? Yeah, Sarah Logan. Yeah. And they, they had a thing there. They had an amazing stable going, but they just kept losing. It was going nowhere or doing stupid stuff or feuds just not, you know, feeling good. And I don't, I just, I don't understand with Ruby Riot. I, I don't, I don't get it. She's incredibly talented. She was incredibly talented at NXT. When, when she got brought up, I was like, yeah, she's going to have the championship at some point. And, you know, month after month went by and I was like, wow, she just keeps losing. And then also, I mentioned this on my podcast with uh, Everything Pro Wrestling. Go, go shout them out as well. Um, I mentioned the fact that Ruby Riot's one of the people who worked through the pandemic. You know, Tommy End, Aleister Black, is one of the people who worked through the pandemic. You know, when Roman Reigns couldn't step in at WrestleMania the year before during the pandemic, Braun Strowman stepped in, did he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is how you treat the people who are working their ass off throughout the pandemic. Murphy worked throughout the pandemic. And then you just throw this curveball at these people's lives. And then and then you cough it up and go, oh, it's because of financials. Bullshit. Because we've all known, we've all known the financial status of WWE over the last couple of years. They've been making huge profits. So for them to say it's due to financial stuff is bullshit. Because I don't understand. And again what, four or five, six weeks of, of, of vignettes with Aleister Black, and then he comes out, interrupts Big E, and then poof, gone. Snap your fingers. So, yeah, that's my opinion on it. All right, Kayla, and I, I know I, I know you were pissed off because it's like you, you're, you were a huge, you like Jolie, it's like I don't know who was the bigger Ruby Riot and Riot Squad fan. You were Jolie and everything, but it's like I know you were pissed off about that. Um, I'm not going to cover pretty much, but I'll cover like the little, main um Braun Strowman you know um a while back I got a chance to meet him for a minute through the cricket meet and greets awesome guy and you know I was kind of disappointed you know that he was gone but you know with him hopefully he can go somewhere and um get a you know championship that he deserves um Ruby Riot kind of dis you know hurt a lot because you know we've been pushing and pushing Liv Morgan and her to get the rights you know right squad of tag team champs um, if you want to think about it logically, I do love Natty and Tamina um, being champs because they both deserve it. But think about it, all the tag teams other than, well, Bailey and Sasha's not together. But think about it. Riot Squad was the only team that really started out when the tag team titles got introduced in the chamber. But they were the only team that really never got the chance mm-hmm. to have them. And knowing, you know, I've seen the tweets from Liv, it tore her up. You know, it's just... It just it just aggravating that they that they got rid of the riot squad, especially Ruby, because they never got that opportunity as much as they pushed. Um, Murphy, um, I will admit, when he first was NXT, when he was with the whole gimmick of with Blake and Alexa, 
I was a fan of Alexa, but him, he, in a way, no. But then when he came up to and got the cruiserweight, um, I kind of sort of still kind of liked him. And then, he, then you know how he just grows over you, you know, over time. And I became a, you know, huge fan of Murphy's and seeing him not really getting the chances um, that he didn't get, you know, kind of hurts. And then somebody was stupid and put a little meme out there Seth saying to him I told you the Mysterios would destroy you you know that kind of that kind of hurt even more and it was then Aleister Black aka Tommy in I was hyped with his uh backstage promos what was going on and then when he came out and kicked Big E and helped Apollo Crews and that was it I kind of felt like it was a series finale of a show that left you on a huge ass cliffhanger oh I hate those it's like serious finale click like really seriously you know um but the two that really hit me the most was probably ruby and murphy um so i do know that andrade um which by the way i look forward to seeing you future in aew congratulations um but him and murphy's been kind of throwing stuff back and forth on instagram so hey He's even, I think I saw something that Steven said, I need a tag team partner. So anything is possible for any of these. So, um, hey, but anyway, uh, everyone has been released, even you, Lana, um, far as a manager, uh, hopefully you can find another spot. Please don't go to AEW and be with your husband. Just give space, please. Um, but I really wish everyone that did get released you know, I'm not going to say future endeavors because I just here lately I've hated that word. It's just (laughs) good luck in your future because all of you are very talented in some way and you will shine bright wherever you go next. All right, Jolie, I know you got a little bit out earlier. Spill it. Oh, I'm going to get the uh, AEW elephant out of the room because we all know my feelings about AEW. Um, Seeing Andrade go there. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, doesn't mean shit to me. Doesn't make me want to watch the product. Sorry. So, but I'm glad he has a landing place. I just feel that this is more of a uh, bridge between the match that is coming up uh, with Omega this weekend or next weekend. Uh, I forgot the date, honestly, but it, it is coming up soon. Yeah. Is that Impact or or no 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 no? It's a different. It's a, it's different... a the AAA. Oh, yeah. I think that might, and I could be wrong. I think it's in July or August. I thought there's I'll check I'll check go ahead uh so you know I at first I thought it was that but you know what um now I'm just waiting for the shoe to fall on Charlotte's head because you know she said something and I will laugh my ass off when Charlotte wins the title and everybody's like what the fuck why isn't she punished for that um because we all know that's what every everybody fucking hates Charlotte everybody once Andrade honestly once Andrade signed with AEW I read all the comments because one, I like picking out the more toxic people to talk about. Um, that's my role as the jester. I call out everybody. Um, but like, but it's like, oh, when, when are you going to quit, Charlotte? When are you going to go join Andrade? When are you going to go join Andrade? Then so everybody, everybody kept calling him her boyfriend. I'm like, no, they're fucking engaged, you assholes. This proves that you're never fans of them. If you do not know that they've been engaged since 2020. Like, seriously. Like, that pissed me off that they kept calling him her boyfriend. And I'm like, I don't even like Andrade that much. Well, no, I was going to give him a second chance to meet him because he did seem high as fuck when I met him at Raxus. 
<laughs> I shit you not. He was comp- his eyes were bloodshot. We were at Wrestle. I was at WrestleMania 35. It's dark as fuck in the warehouses that they had us. He's wearing his sunglasses, and my friend that I was with, who's and she was speaking to him in Spanish because she knows he's not very comfortable in English, and he completely ignored her. So it was like, "Are you high?" I mean, weed's legal. I don't give a shit, but dude, act a little bit like you want to engage. But all right, so Andrade's other thing. Braun Strowman was cut mainly because of his contract. There's only two people higher than him, and one of them is a woman that if WWE ever cut, um, yeah, no, there'd be a fucking riot. And that's Becky. Becky has a higher contract than Braun Strowman. I think Roman has the highest. Because Becky just signed a new contract. From what I've read from reputable sources, not dirt sheets. I only get rumors from dirt sheets and talk about them because it's fun to see what's true and what's not. Uh, So Braun, I have a feeling it's going to be back in six months. As for the Booker T thing, Corey, um, I think Booker T also could have been hinting at the fact that there is a lot of, um, I would say, politicking as well in the backstage of AEW. And when Braun brought up that, uh, what was it, an Instagram post or a tweet about about independent wrestlers asking for money, yeah, he yeah. really pissed off a lot of the independents that work with AEW. Yeah, yeah. I so see. that could be a different thing. Now, I do want to talk about Booker T bashing Aleister Black, a.k.a. Tommy End. Yeah, what the that hell? That was bullshit, Book. You're supposed to be my guy. Like, come on. He is the most intriguing man in that entire fucking rocker room next to Roman Reigns right now. And I'll tell you this right now, and I will plug them. They, I, I, we are not sponsored by Black Mass. We are not. But go to blackmass. or twitch.blackmass. They do streaming streams of Warzone. Tommy uh, comes on and talks. These are guys that start up the clothing business with Black Mass. They do a lot of stuff that's not for everybody, but it's for... Just go look at the site. I can't describe it because it's good shit. To quote Vince McMahon. Um, yes. <laughs> now, he also stated, like I said, he also stated that he and Vince had a great relationship. Something that, you know, kept getting brought up in those dirt sheets. And Tommy let dirt sheets know that they're all bullshit. Right. He didn't say specific names. He said follow my Patreon, and I only know one certain person that keeps saying follow my Patreon for the proper stories. And I love the fact that he called them out point blank. The only person that I love and respect from the WWE is JBL for always giving Meltzer false information. Anybody that gives any of these, these dirt sheet writers false information, I fucking love you. Come forward more so we know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> and we can send you gift baskets and send them glitter bombs glitter is evil that's that that's just diabolical <laughs> oh believe me i know <laughs> i have plans i have big plans oh god <laughs> um we all know my opinion about lana yeah moving on <laughs> buddy i only felt bad they, they cut him literally right after his pet piggy died um yeah but you know we might actually get to see the classic uh, Buddy versus Omega. Okay, cool. Again, doesn't um, Kenny Omega is probably one of the most overrated wrestlers in my opinion. Not something that I want to see. I'd rather see like maybe 
Buddy versus Jungle Boy or Buddy versus uh, Santana or uh, Penta. That has more intrigue to me than anything with Omega, honestly. Um, Ruby fucking kicked me in the gut uh, so hard because they just, like, you know, they were about to to spark that evil riot squad again, which is something that they were very great at when they Mm -hmm. first started. They took out Becky. um, They took out so many different people at the beginning of their their start um and like i know you said that ruby worked throughout all of the pandemic she was actually sidelined for half of it yeah she 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 came back near near the beginning of it after her surgery or, or recovery or something i thought she came about halfway through because either way she was yeah working... but but tommy tommy sadly was not working he was actually home for the most part and the only reason why I know that is because, like, I would constantly hear him on Thea's streams. I when... just, I just remember the whole Seth Rollins thing with his, you know, and him having the bandana around his eye. And, yeah, yeah, know. but that, then, yeah, but then that, like, that, that was, was at the, the that was at the beginning, and then after that, he was not working at all. They said he was only supposed to be out. From what he said, I think he was only going to be out for like eight weeks, and then the time off just hurt them all. It, Unfortunately, like it, the pandemic really got kicked a lot of things. And I feel hopefully that, you know, once we start getting back to live shows, who knows, maybe you'll see we want Ruby chance again. Like you're going to have people literally verbally protesting. And that's how some people do get brought back. I mean, right now there's a Twitter hashtag that says hire Ruby back. So maybe that'll get Vince's attention. I don't know. All I know is a lot of this is happening because of Nick Khan. Yeah. And there are a lot of rumors that there's going to be an acquisition. There's a lot of rumors that there's going to be something major happening, whether WWE is getting sold or they're going to be acquiring a contract of some sorts. Um, It is interesting um, that my one prediction has started to come true. Because uh, apparently from the retirement alumni section, somebody is now missing and on the active roster. Oh, I saw that. Brock Lesnar. Yes, Kayla. Brock Lesnar. Fuck, fuck, (laughs) fuck, fuck. Okay, stop saying fuck. Everybody has wanted this match ever since. Yeah. This has been a match long time coming. And if it finally fucking happens... I'm okay with Buddy and Lana gone. I'm sorry. I am. Is that Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everybody see, everybody in their nanny has been want, wanting this match. But <laughs> <laughs> see, what? the funny thing about that is, you know, I was hanging out with, um, you know, the boyfriend yesterday, and he's just like, and he's like, wait, 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 whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. <laughs> sorry. Boyfriend? Wrestling side. Oh, this is a wrestling side segue. Sorry, Cody. Uh, no worries. <laughs> boyfriend. Bill it. It's been the one that we kind of been on and off with. Um, one of my exes, I kind of went back with them. So we're kind of make trying to make things work. The one I've been for about four, about almost five years. Ah, that one. So we've been trying to make things work and in so far it's doing pretty good. So it's nothing exciting and new, just the same old trying to make things work. It- <laughs> It's been at least six six months to a year since you've mentioned him. At least, just, am I wrong? I mean, what am yeah, I? Yeah, because you to were do? flirting with a certain other person. You know, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But anyway, um, yes, that one. No, anyway. my ex was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're, we're we're working things out, and it's it's going good. So okay. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bro- okay, Brock Lesnar. That's anyway. Brock. It's funny. It's funny that you say that he's no longer on the limi because we were we um talking yesterday, and he said the one thing that said that would piss him off the most about WWE would be if they did the budget cuts just to bring Brock Lesnar back. Oh yeah. And now that I know that, I don't think I want to send him a text message and let him know that. Unfortunately, <laughs> this the Brock thing was from what i figure out about contracts because i've looked in things it, it wasn't because of the budget cuts the budget like i said this is gearing up for something and a lot of the talks about new japan and mlw like if they're getting contracts with them to work through these forbidden doors to really piss off uh fanboys and um mr crybitch i mean tony khan uh, I'll be all for it because they need major money to acquire contracts with both companies to actually bring them back and forth. So I'm, I'm actually curious about something now too, because uh, I mean I'm I'm one of those uh, rare few that just you know I love all wrestling. You know I, I I don't watch enough MLW, but you know Impact, New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor, you know WWE, bring it on. But I am curious because I've I felt like I've entered it. We don't like AEW zone. <laughs> no, no, I'm the only one. I am it, the it's only just one. Her. It's just and her. So I, before you go on, it has to do with one, the fact that they can't keep WWE out of their mouth. They can't stop poking at them. They can't stop doing it. And WWE, they'll do little tiny pot shots. But it's every fucking week with Be The Elite. It's this past thing where you have the Young Bucks openly mocking The Shield and Roman Reigns. Yeah, that, sorry, that was hilarious. <laughs> but again, and then the fact that they don't stop their fan base and shut up their fan base when they start harassing other people, especially one of their openly trans female wrestlers, where Jericho will let them trash Nyla Rose. Cody will let them trash Nyla Rose in any of the comments. They never spoke out about Val Venus going after her. They never spoke about anything. They kept fucking quiet. And well, yes, WWE doesn't do much either, but I feel that they would be a little bit, especially with Titus and Sonya being out front and doing a lot of this proactive stuff, talking about the Trevor Project and all that good things. The fact that I got kicked off of Twitter for my original account, which had over 3,000 followers, because I was defending Nyla Rose from AEW fanboys calling her a him. And trying to find her dead name. I, I personally, the the hate on Nyla Rose, I definitely don't agree with. I mean, uh, I'll just I mean, I mentioned here, I'm I'm gender neutral, gay. You know, I totally, you know, Nyla Rose being champion. I love the fact that they even they they made her champion. And honestly, I can't wait until they make her champion again. And I guarantee it'll happen. Nyla Rose is incredible. She's an incredible talent. She's an incredible woman, and she's put herself out there. And I'm I'm so proud of everything that Nala Rose has accomplished ever since she she's entered AEW. Um, I know I can understand how the the pettiness of going back and forth between companies can get you know annoying, but let's let's face it here and let's let's call out the big white elephant in the room is WWE has been this massive juggernaut for 20 years now since WCW left, and yeah, WCW died a very horrible, slow, bad 
Vince Russo death. But um <laughs> Vince Russo destroys anything that he touches. Yeah, yeah. So WCW ended terribly, but it was it was hot in the mid nineties for, for good reason. And AEW is coming in after, you know, it's been two and a half years now. Um, they're they're gonna be around for at least the next five years, and they've been knocking out of the park. Yeah, you know, like I said, they they mess up like every other company, but WWE has done many, many, many many and then i don't have the time to sit here and go through every single one of them but oh, one thing, yeah I, but i call the, them out on their sh- i call them out on yeah, everything but WWE, it's just that i'm just not a fan of aew ever yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah and that's fair like aew doesn't have to be everybody's wrestling but I, when it, when you mention ML, mlw new japan with wwe honestly wwe doesn't play well with others and right now aew is working with three different promotions which is fantastic because it gives the people who win with that are the fans. And you know what? If WWE can work with New Japan and MLW, I'm all for it. Bring it on. But don't shun them. And also, you know, like with AEW, look at what they're doing with their legends. They're treating the legends as a higher priority. Look at Sting. Look at Tony Blanchard. You know, the, the, the respect that these people are getting. And when legends come on WWE, they get killed in the room by Randy Orton. <laughs> so- I mean, but, you know, but, but, you know, that's many, many examples, but they don't treat their legends with full amount of respect unless you're a specific um, legend like Ric Flair, you know, they've always kept him in high regard as they should, but with his, with his wrestling status, but I, it's. Well, Hogan, Hogan is actually never allowed to go to AEW. Yeah. I don't know why I don't, (laughs) I don't, yeah, I, I don't care much for Hogan. I don't care for, you know, even. I don't like speaking ill of the dead, but, you know, I don't like all the reports that came out after, you know, with the Ultimate Warrior. And, you know, there's a lot of things from the 80s and 90s that are just bad. And, you know, even from the Attitude Era is bad on how they treated women, how they degraded women throughout the Attitude Era. Yes. You know, shout out to Ivory, Victoria, you know, Molly Holly, Jacqueline, you know, keeping that women's division going, you know, Trish and Lita. But man, like the, the, the there's just so many things that WWE has done. So getting back to the pettiness of where it goes back and forth. You know what, at this, at this stage, I'm just, I think it's hilarious. And the VTE, you know, right now the young bucks and Kenny Omega are doing everything in their power to make everybody hate them because they're heels. It's working. Yeah, it's working. It's working. working. I've hated the young bucks ever since I tried when I was fired from a job, my friend just became a special ed teacher and they just launched their special ed book. And I could not find it anywhere to buy it. And I was trying to get it, see if they would donate it. And their fans jumped on me because like, I was out of work. I couldn't buy it. And their fans just completely dogpiled on me and treated me like shit. And then I got blocked by the Young Bucks. Oh, wow. Well, I, don't, I, I can't speak on that. But I mean, I, I, I love what the, when it comes to stories with, with wrestling, you know, whether you're a face, whether you're a heel, I'm all about the story. And there's good heat and there's bad heat, as, as I'm sure the four of us know, you know. Um, and when you're getting good heat, which they are right now, they're, they're getting very, very good heat. But I looked at my partner the other day and I was like, you know, throughout this heel around with the Young Bucks, they are going to make you want to hate them. They are going to do everything in their power to make you want to hate them, to be the mega heels. And they're doing it. So, I mean, backstage stuff aside, you know, whether it be pettiness with WWE, whether it be every, every company has an impact, Ring of Honor, I mean, right. look what they did with Ethan Page with Impact. So, I mean, just every company has it. But um, what I can say, and I mean, if people want to call me an AEW fanboy, they can. 
But what I can say is after watching WWE for 25 years, I thought the problem was me. And you know what? People listening right now could probably go, you know what? The problem was you. But after 25 years, even 10 years before AEW came out, I was like, something's wrong here. Something's not adding up. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting some good feuds. I'm still engaged at times. But where are the megastars? And, you know, this is a topic that I, I mentioned before. But, uh, I think John Cena was the actual last megastar that WWE created. Yeah, they have potentials right now. Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, etc. But um, even Braun Strowman, potential, you know. Um, but they don't, it's not the same feel as The Rock, the Stone, you know, the, the Stone Colds of the day, the Shawn Michaels of the day, you know, the Bret Hart's of the day, the, even the Hulk Hogan's, the Ultimate Warrior, Randy Savage, you name it. Where AEW, you look over at AEW and you can actually feel the aura. You can get the aura of a megastar from a few people there. New Japan, New, New Japan has quite a few megastars. Kota Ibushi, Tetsuya Naito, Will Ospreay, you know, the, the list goes on. But that mega star persona aura hasn't been in WWE for a while. And AEW, when it came on, it honestly reignited my passion for the wrestling business. Now, New Japan knocks it out of the park. You know, I watched the last couple of G1s. I got into New Japan finally about three years ago. And um, I kicked myself in the shin for missing quite the stuff that came out, you know, seven, eight years ago, especially with the Golden Lovers and Cody Ibushi and... uh, uh kenny omega but there's been phenomenal stuff going on over in new japan that i haven't been able to watch up until now so i don't know what it is but somehow aew has reignited my passion so if it wasn't i mean wwe i mean well we could sit here and bash raw to the cows come home (laughs) but at least smackdown is a you know a good decent show every week but I mean, even both the wrestling backlash was good too. WrestleMania backlash minus the zombies was actually quite good. Yeah. But um, the passion, you know, that, that excitement, you know, you can't wait to see what happens next. I haven't felt that from WWE in 10 years at least. And I mean, I've been, I've been looking forward to matches. I've been kind of invested, but that passion, that raw passion, pun, pun not intended, you know, because mentioning mm-hmm. raw. <laughs> but uh but yeah it's just that it's i don't know what it is i honestly don't know what it is about AEW that reignited my passion and new japan started to reignite that passion too it wasn't just AEW. when i started watching the g1 people fought for 20 to 30 minutes back and forth he didn't know who was going to win he didn't care who was going to win it didn't matter who was face or heel he just watched it and sat back and said damn these two guys are awesome freaking wrestlers and i can't wait to see you know how this match goes so that's just how am I, how I feel t- t- between WWE, New Japan, and AEW. Sorry to go on that rant. For- <laughs> I do disagree about the superstar, though. The megastar. Oh, oh, oh please, please, please give me some right now. Becky Lynch. Fucking Becky Lynch can make an entire stadium stand up and cheer. They'll yeah. sing louder than Judas. I'm sorry. They fucking will. <laughs> yeah I, I, I was really focusing on men there but we, we could go no through. no but that's 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 a lot of the problem people are only focusing on the men that yeah. is the major problem let's let's take a look at the women the, the state of the women because now bliss the state of the women is actually alexa completely bliss. shattered we're here alexa bliss is the best to me alexa, alexa bliss is a mega star right now especially with that character and i cannot wait to see what she fucking does with that because people are missing out and i don't know if this is done purposefully hmm. but people are missing out on one tiny bit aspect that they're calling this thing lily else the mother of all demons was lillian yeah lilith lilith lillian lilith it depends on what you look at but yes so if this is where they're going they're kind of bringing that little bit of like 
mythological, that is fucking epic. And the fact that, that creepy doll is going to be in stores probably soon is going to be even better because I'm going to buy one and send it to somebody that hates creepy dolls. <laughs> I love why it. is why is it not on WWE Shop? Is uh, beyond me. But <laughs> well, they give it time. They they took a little, <laughs> no no seriously they took time to get like the rambling rabbits and like all that stuff like the puppets for Bray stuff yeah but there's another one Bray Wyatt the fiend is a megastar right now he is taking time off because his mental health of course and I honestly respect that about him I love but, the fiend and I love the revamp of what happened with Bray Bray Wyatt trust me I do but the megastar aura I love it. I love the fiend don't get me wrong but how it ended up with he could have just won at wrestlemania if he was going to take time off like honestly the whole feud would have wrapped up perfectly in a bow had Un- Un- unfortunately he was not in shape at the time um from just chokes you know did the you know he could just did anything <laughs> anything you know to make randy orton lose but i mean I, I i get what you mean with female megastars becky lynch is definitely a megastar alexa bliss and as charlotte much, as much as people hate charlotte yeah i was going to say charlotte is and people are going to hate me for this is one of the best female wrestlers going right now in the business. Oh, God, yeah. Like her or hater, doesn't matter. You have to respect the fact that, God, God damn, like if she was outside of WWE, like if she wasn't structured into that mold, good Lord. Charlotte she would be Kenny Omega. Yeah, She uh, yeah. would honestly be dripping in gold like Kenny Omega. She'd be the female version of Kenny Omega if she was in AEW, New Japan, like all that shit, or whatever the New Japan women wrestling is, because I forget what that is. But yeah, she'd be dripped in gold just like that. That's how fucking good she is. And everybody keeps forgetting that she was never meant for this business. She did this to take up the mantle of her brother that died. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. that's true. This is true. Yep, that is true. And one of the best heels, and I'm not taking anything away from Britt Baker because she's amazing, but Bailey is probably one of the best heels right now yeah. in wrestling. The last that, that fucking <laughs> face and laughing, I could not fall asleep Friday night. <laughs> like, I seriously wanted to tweet at her, thank you for the fucking nightmares. And then apparently she tagged Rhea Ripley and, oh, look, nightmare fuel. I was like, oh, God. Actually, wait. Yes, I want to see that. I mean, the women are the ones that have been killing the show, even though they've been cut down less. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and I can't take away from NXT. Yeah. And with them, when you when I see Megastar, especially in NXT, the first person that pops in my mind, Adam Cole. Yep, damn. I, I was just thinking that. Yeah, Adam Cole. And Carrie. Actually, actually, Adam Cole and Carrie and Cross are two fucking megastars. You can like Johnny Gargano up there too. Johnny Gargano, I feel well, yeah, he's a megastar, but I feel that he wouldn't actually trend. I know, I know for a fact, Tommaso Ciampa will not transition over to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, he has flat out said that he'll retire if he if they make him. Yeah, and Triple H is protecting Tommaso with everything that he's worth. It, the strangest thing with NXT, when you bring it up too, is I mean, I was just comparing Raw and SmackDown, but we're bringing NXT into the conversation, and then, yeah, they they book incredibly better down there. NXT, mm-hmm. it should be getting way more views than it does. It it's just it's it's a great show. It really, really is. I mean, are you no no fan is expected to like every single segment or every single match? No, of, of any wrestling show, nobody. And then that includes AEW, that includes New Japan. Nobody's expecting you know you tune in for what you like, or if you end up liking the whole show, great, you win. But yeah, Johnny Adam Cole. And first of all, WWE and slash NXT has the best women's division right now, unless you go over to Japan and focus on the female wrestling over there. But um, the best American 
female division hands down they they totally swamp aw right now but and i love Britt baker don't get me wrong don't kill me dmd <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah the, the the women's division is amazing and adam cole gives me like them Shawn michaels vibes like like even from the early from the from the early 90s w- without the coke <laughs> Like Adam Cole gives me those megastar vibes. Absolutely. Adam Cole, baby. And I hope he stays down there because I don't want, I, I, it's, this is the thing. And this is where WWE hurts me. I can't invest anymore in NXT at all. I love it. I'll watch TakeOver. I'll do predictions. I'll do whatever. And I'll, I'll you know, no TakeOver has ever disappointed me. They've all been great. But I'm scared now. And I know that sounds silly. But every time I invest in something in NXT, it goes up to WWE and it's tossed to shit. And I can't, I mean, more, more than I, I would like. The, you know, the small minority that hasn't had that done to them. But, you know, like, like we just, you know, you just mentioned, you know, Triple H protecting Tommaso Ciampa for good reason. And I don't understand why uh, Paul Levesque isn't giving Vince more, more grief over this. Hey, what the hell are you doing to my stars? I'm giving you these guys, you know, perfectly made, you know, they're, they're ready to go include their background you include charlotte's whenever you want to you know include nxt former you know former nxt champion former nxt north american champion look at keith lee keith lee could be a megastar you know getting both titles on keith lee for nxt that was just a ratings thing and that's what pissed me off about that. that that was just a ratings thing keith lee is so much more than that double championship that he had he didn't have to lose it that fast and then they, they brought him back up to WWE and or they uh, brought, not brought back up, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Keith Lee is just, he's amazing in every form. He, he truly is limitless. You know, I don't want to put the nail on the head. I don't mean to go on rants here. You actually, you, you actually kind of, you actually kind of segue into what I wanted to get into next. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. You're all good. You're all good. So it's like, so after the releases occurred, um, there was talk about people higher ups being at the PC uh, this week. And they're talking about like major call, like a lot of call-ups are going to be coming yeah. forth, especially after the releases and everything. So Kayla, let me go ahead and throw this to you and everything. Um, who do you, li- I mean, who can you really truly see being called up in the, in the next couple of weeks after everything that went down? Um, I was trying to put everything together with some of the um, takeover matches. Um, We'll still get into the takeover. Don't worry. No, 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 no. I'm just saying just by going off the matches of who could possibly be called up, um, possibly depending how her match goes, I could maybe see, I don't know, maybe Mercedes going up. Um, I could probably see Kyle O'Reilly. Um, I'm going to kind of agree with Cody. I'm kind of not ready for Adam Cole to come up. Keep him down. Um, <laughs> keep him down. <laughs> keep Adam Cole down. Um, but if I honestly had to choose, um, I wouldn't mind seeing Adam come up and get some of the more competition either on Raw and SmackDown. That mm-hmm. would some of those matches on there would be epic. Um, and like Joey said, Ch- Chimpa, he's you know he's gonna stay down there. Maybe we can even maybe see a Pete Dunn or something. You know, bring him up, give him more competition. Um, but as far as females, I'm really kind of confused of you know who's gonna come up and because honestly. Ruby Riot's going to take a lot to fill Ruby Riot's shoes. Um, Lana, eh, she's easy replaceable. Um, but as far as guys, I can maybe see O'Reilly done. And like I said, for more competition, uh, maybe put bring Cole up. So that's what I'm going to say. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. It's like O'Reilly. I don't think they're going to bring him up yet because he's just starting to get like his uh, single wings under him and everything. And so far, it's like I'm I'm really happy with what they're doing with him. Um, yeah, Cole might be a little bit longer. Finn, they may end up like going ahead and letting him go and come up. EO, I think, is a long, little long overdue, but praying that they don't fuck up with her. Um, right. I agree. Exactly. Even if it's just to go to Raw to tag with Asuka for a little bit, um, it's like, yeah, they they cannot, they got to bring her up solid storyline direction, ready to go with that. Um, let me see, anybody else? A lot of people are thinking that, um, and again, we'll get to take over in a second, but a lot of people are thinking that um, Cross might be coming up because the, with the five way, it'll be an easy way to get the, tag, the title off of him and him not being pinned. I'm, not, I'm still not 100% sold on that, but um, it's like, yeah, the two one, the two main people I see coming up, if anybody, would be Finn Balor and EO. What do you think, Jolly? Who do I think is coming up? Uh, EO definitely is coming up. Finn's definitely coming up, even though he was supposed to be coming up sooner, but uh, they held him down for a little bit longer. Uh, I have a feeling that we might see Ember and Shotzi come up as well. Um, okay. I just have a feeling that that could possibly happen. Um, I'm still waiting for Dakota Kai to pull her head out of Raquel Gonzalez's ass and Thank realize you. that she is only being used as a prop for Raquel, you know, as her, her saving grace, you know, always attacking from behind. Um, I would love to see, honestly, uh, possibly when Tegan comes back just to come up and start a feud with Bailey or with Sasha or even Naomi. Um, I feel that she could do great things. You think um, Pete Dunn is going to stay down, I think, for a little while longer, uh, just due to the fact that he's at, hopefully they're going to have the feud with him and Bobby Fish. Um, honestly, I could see them maybe bringing in or over um, Mustache Mountain and putting them up into WWE somewhere because we could use use always use another tag team and the possibility of Walter. Because I okay. really want to see fucking Walter versus Roman. I really want to see that. That'd be a hot match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that's that's why I think. I mean, there's a lot of people they could bring up, and in all honesty, because there's so many like layers down there, and just to let other people shine, which I feel is great that you know they're letting Raquel shine, but I feel like it's also taking away from Dakota, who is excellent on her own. Um, I feel that. Um, hopefully they break up the way soon. Just just because I feel that Candice LeRae is a shitty heel. I'm sorry. There are some people that are shitty heels. I mean, Johnny's great at it. He makes me want to smack the shit out of him. <laughs> but I just want to smack Candice to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're better than this. I'm with you on that one. Mm-hmm. She is such like, there are people that are meant to be heels. There are people that are meant to be faces. There are meant, people that are meant to be tweeners. Candice LeRae is not meant to be a heel. She's not. She can maybe slide over in the tweener, but she's just not a great heel. She just reminds me of all those smug little bitches that I went to high school with that tease me. And I just want to beat the fucking shit out of her. And I know that's not who she is because of all what she does for the gay community, for like everything. Like I just, she just bugs the hell out of me. And that's not, not in a good way, like not what a heel's supposed to do. So it's like the one thing, like I really wish that, that she maybe like, what they do with a lot of different couples, you know, break them apart. Let her have her own thing. She doesn't have to be a part of Johnny's storyline anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly. Plus, plus they're getting in the way with uh, 
Indy and uh, Dexter. So index, index, team index. <laughs> and honestly, um, I know she just debuted, but she does not need to be down there. Send Frankie Monet up. Yeah, Ty Valkyrie. Yeah, for sure. She is fucking amazing. I loved her uh, opening debut. Um, I mean, I hopefully we get to see more of a uh, uh, Soraya. Sorry, Sorry, I just on Twitter and I saw Paige, so I went to Soraya. <laughs> um, you know, I'd love to see fuck, I would love to see them do something with Paige. She's still under contract. You have Sonya Deville, who I love as a fucking general like to be like possible general manager. Fuck that. Bring Paige back as GM. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have or GM or have her be in charge of Sonya. Yeah. Like she was with Absolution. Um and, and as sad as it is, can we, I know we're not supposed to want people to lose their jobs. And I'm sitting here thinking about this and being quiet. Can we make a trade for the people that got somebody that got fired for somebody that's still on the main roster? Jackson tra- Riker. I was going to say Dana Brooke. Oh, for what? Ruby. I'm up I'm all, I'm all for Jackson Riker. I, I I've, I've, look, I've been for Jackson Riker since the beginning, since uh, all that bullshit that came out. But um, thank you, Elias, for finally stepping away i appreciate you buddy yeah i i couldn't i i mean i couldn't even i couldn't watch jackson Riker on my television i couldn't and that jeff hardy is still one of my favorite wrestlers today and he was in in a thing with him and elias and i was like i can't i don't i can't watch my television without knowing about jackson Riker. i just speaking of jeff that match with him and ali on main event was fucking awesome I don't watch main event actually. I don't have time for it. I watch too much wrestling as it is. Well, you don't have to watch. Like I, I just watch clips of it because I just don't feel. I only have Peacock on my TV, and I, I canceled it on my phone because I only had, I only had like the free fight or the free special. Okay, yeah. So I could watch WrestleMania when I was at work, and I'm like, so I watched the clips of it, and it's like they just put on a fucking banger of a match, and everybody's like, oh, they're gonna fire Jeff. They're gonna fire Jeff. I'm like. You guys really don't listen, do you? <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they did, honestly. I don't think they will for the sheer fact, or they're saying like, you know, oh, when they when Jeff leaves, he's going to AEW. He's not. He's already stated once he's done this contract with WWE, he's done wrestling. He stated that because he wants to be there for his girls. Yep. Yeah, Ruby. Yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, and everybody's like, oh, where's Jeff? And like, Nobody realized that he took time. Like everybody thought he was written off TV. No, he, they said that he, I, from what I've read, I don't know if it's reputable or not. He actually requested time off to take care of his father who was passing away. Yeah. That was yeah. that shame. So, so yeah, that's that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Dana Brooke, but it's like, if they had to fire anybody, like if they had to get rid of somebody, we could have had the fire and desire absolution reteam up, have Paige go back to doing them. As their as their uh, manager boss lady, and then you could just have Ruby and Liv and Dana. I'm sorry, I like her, but out of the women that they got left, if we if I could trade, I'm sorry, Dana, I love you, but Ruby's better. When, when, it, comes, well, when it comes to Dana, I don't understand why they took Mandy from Sonya and then placed her with Dana. For one, Mandy is phenomenal. Two, Fire and Desire could have gone real far, and 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 three, like. Who doesn't? I mean, I'm. There's probably listeners listening, you know, saying or being against me. But who doesn't want to see Mandy Rose as women's champion? Oh no, I completely agree. I think that she has definitely 
improved her game. I loved Absolution. I love Fire and Desire. Mm. I just feel that a lot of that had to do with the real breakup, I think, had to do with what was going on in Sonya's personal life. And that's why she took a lot of time off. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That, that stalker thing was just absolutely Be- because like the stalking thing was long before then. So she, they probably wanted to maybe put her on a singles in case she had to take off. So I understood all that. I just didn't understand the whole Otis thing. Yeah. That was, that was crazy. Even though that was cute and adorable, <laughs> but I will say this, you know, Tucker, sweet dude. Sorry to see him go, but Otis and Chad Gable are one fucking awesome team. Mm-hmm. it works doesn't it it does yeah. and i'm glad that they're using chad and i feel that uh jason is the big big reason for that since Jason's he's now yeah since he's been taking over some of the things um and one thing like you know we were talking about like you know shitty shows raw and smackdown and how smackdown is light years ahead and while i agree with that i just i feel that that the product on brawl even though it's been a lot of the same matches has gotten better. I mean, the wrestling matches have gotten better. It's not a little, not as sloppy as it was. So I feel that they're changing things. I think they're just waiting for live audiences to completely switch gears because once you get the feel for a live audience, it, it, it helps move storylines. Yeah, it does. Uh, with the audience too, WWE might have a rude awakening. Because, yeah, they had a full crowd at WrestleMania. But at the same time, we, we've been in Vince's playground for the past year. The Thunderdome, you know? He's been, he's had control over everything. You watch the screens there. They get changed from boo to cheer to, you know, like you're, then there's piped in boos and cheers. And it's just, when the crowds come back and Raw being as bad as it's been, if it doesn't pick up, those crowds are going to be vocal. And, you know, the world just went through, I mean, we're still recovering from everything that went and happened. World's angry, you know, let's face it, you know, there's a lot of people who are just, they want to get their, 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 their cheer or boo out there. They want to, you know, they want to cheer for their favorite wrestler. And if they go back to Raw and they, they're introduced to some of the crap that that's been happening there for the past couple of months. Ooh, I don't, ah, I feel bad for, I, I feel bad for those wrestlers in that ring. I really do. If, if, if they, cause you know, they, they could get angry. <laughs> and that's what, that's, that's a lot of, that's a, one of the reasons why I'm so happy. And I'm not just saying this because I live here and everything. That's why I'm so happy that they're kicking off the fans and everything in Houston, because um, I, some people have said this, some, I've heard other people say this, and I, I truly believe that um, this is a huge wrestling city. And if, good fan base and everything because every event that i've been to at the toyota center we get loud we get crazy and um if they don't start off that weekend with a banger you might be right that they that they're in for like a huge rude awakening so that's why they didn't pick new york city and philly yep that's exactly why (laughs) (laughs) because you would have got the rude awakening earlier yep yep what kayla I was just saying um, how we mentioned the Thunderdome. Um, funny thing is about that, you know, how you have your 
whatever you want to call them, the person that's like, cheer for this person, boo for this person. So many occasions they had you boo. And I'm like, but I like this person. I want to cheer for him. You know, it's just like, and I believe it or not, who was it? Was it, I think I did. I think I I could say I did one pay-per-view, one Raw and one SmackDown through the Thunderdome, you know, so I can say I did it. And you were part of it, were you? And yeah. That's, that's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was part of the Thunderdome for uh, Raw, a SmackDown, and a pay-per-view. I think it was, was it Hell in a Cell, I think, last year I was? One of them. Well, anyway, I think it was Bailey came out or something, and everyone was booing. So I cheered. I got booted out. Because <laughs> I guess because I cheered for Bailey, and I was like, and all right, whatever. I want to cheer. That's <laughs> my point, though. You, you, you paid for your ticket. You are allowed to boo or cheer for whomever you want, as long as you're not cursing and being rude. That's the thing. The audience makes the wrestlers. And this is exactly like, like we like look look again, we, we go back to Becky. Look at what the audience did for Becky. You know, the anti-hero. You know, right. she was a heel. We cheered, mm-hmm. she became the man. You know, that's the thing. The audience, like the wrestlers do an amazing job. And this is how I look at all wrestling. It's an art, mm-hmm. right? It's an art, it's, it's choreographed, doesn't matter how you want to put it off. But at the end of the day, you're it's theater. And you're there and you're putting on an amazing show for your audience. And if your audience starts booing or leaning towards certain people, and again, that good heat or that, you know, that, that I was talking about before, mm-hmm. if they start cheering for these bad guys because they're like, oh my God, this character, it's like, you know, in any movie or TV show you watch, and you're like, oh, this villain, damn, this villain is, is crazy. This villain's awesome. You know, like, obviously they're not awesome, but you know, it's like, damn, they're, they're, they're nuts. They're crazy. Like, you know, there's quite a few villains out there that I've loved over the years, like the Joker, you know, the Joker is one of the greatest villains of all time, but you know, and people cheer for the Joker, even though he's absolutely deranged and psychotic and you would never want to encounter the Joker, but you're like, Oh my God, this character is amazing. <laughs> so you getting booted out, man. I mean, WWE ain't going to say sorry. So I'm sorry on, on WWE's behalf. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not right. You, you should have been, you paid your money, you know, well, Thunderdome, you didn't have to pay for it, but, um, but it was just funny, like everyone was cheering and it was just like, boop. Free like speech. All right, whatever. <laughs> but that's funny because I've actually seen people cheer and they haven't been kicked off. So that's weird. That is weird. Because I've actually, I've because I pay attention to that shit. Like the guy mm-hmm. that looked like Kenny Omega <laughs> that they left on the entire time. Oh, that, that was crazy. Oh, speaking <laughs> of, we, uh, we confirmed the date. Andrade and Omega, August 14th. August for it was August, yeah. Okay, yeah. And I, even though I haven't done this in years since my nephew was younger and everything, I actually might take at least one sign with me to uh the uh to SmackDown because I do I did get my tickets this week for SmackDown July sixteenth. I might take at least one sign that says Seth needs a queer eye makeover. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. So let me let you in on a little secret. Let me let you in on a little secret. Because they actually do this, and I know, I don't know if AEW does it, but like they don't like certain signs on TV. So just make sure you have one side say something else, like, like uh, we want Keith Lee. Take the sharpie with you. Write it inside because they do inspect signs. Okay. Well, they don't want like nasty, you know, language and stuff like that on TV. I'll just say we Seth needs a makeover. Yeah. <laughs> if I do it, I do. I'll do. I'll do general. Man, the suits, the Seth Rollins suits, that's a whole conversation itself on another <laughs> another day. But you know what? what? Old folks home, did he steal those curtains from to make that suit? 
Right, yeah, that's what I was. Whose granny did he kill? Last SmackDown, I was sitting here. I was like, Seth Rollins walking around looking like a '60s couch. Like, <laughs> Becky, get your fucking man. Yeah, but you know what though? I'm loving it though. I'm loving the suit thing. I think it's hilarious. He's just so far gone from deranged from being the Messiah. From just he's just deranged now to the point where he's like, "Do it, man." You know what? It's an add to the character. Different suit every week. I'm all for it. As exactly. the more ridiculous, the better. I think it's hilarious. It cracks me up. It's one of the, it's actually you know it's funniest thing it's one of the tiny things i look forward to smackdown now it's See, like what nowhere exactly it's like who's the uh, yeah it's like what is he up to this week with this wardrobe it's like yeah, funny, i'm gonna say funny thing is i wonder if he actually when he finds out what suit he's wearing on i wonder if he just stands in the locker room and be like what the fuck <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> i honestly hope he's choosing them himself I, I, no I, no no i think that's his actual fashion sense I can't. Oh, uh, well, uh, he needs help. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think it was not fashion sense. Becky might have said something by now. But no, you would she, think. Like, no, 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 no. Look, as much as I love Becky, she's got a weird fucking fashion sense, too. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, you know what? Come to think of it, that big old hat and glasses that she was wearing on that episode of Raw. Yeah. And, and, and the jacket looked like she skinned Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she did have a little bit of an Elton John vibe going with that. <laughs> I like the cyberpunk gimmick. That was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, y'all. How about we get into a little bit of a uh, prediction action here and awesome. everything? Because it's like uh, we do have a takeover coming up. Which so, is was completely out of left field, by the way. Like, I didn't even know this was fucking coming until they said it last week on the show. <laughs> well, they mentioned it a couple of weeks before that, I think. But that might have been the one episode that I missed. I just expected a takeover to come at some point between now and SummerSlam. So I would just, you know. Yeah. And last year's in your house was pretty awesome. So I wonder how this one's going to come out. So as of right now, they only have announced four matches and sometimes takeovers really don't need like that many matches. It's like, sometimes they've done like five or six. Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's always a banger and everything. So, okay. So right now we have four official matches. Um, Let's see here. We got. NXT Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez in one corner defending the title against Ember Moon. And of course, you're going to have their significant tag partners at ringside causing havoc, cheering them on, whichever plays out, of course. It's Shotzi. It's going to be chaos. <laughs> yeah, that too. All right. So, Cody, who's your, who's your pick? Uh, between those two, um, I think uh, your NXT Women's Champion, she is going to retain. I think they're going to go a little far with her, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, not, I don't mean unfortunately in a bad way, because I love Ember, Ember Moon. I mean, and I, I like what they're doing with Raquel as well. Ember Moon, though, if she wins, I won't be disappointed. But as of this stance, I think I'm going to go with Raquel. And by the way, what you mentioned with, about Dakota Kai earlier... Dakota Kai, from when I met, when I'm not when I didn't meet her, I've seen her when I first was witness to her in NXT UK. Um, Dakota Kai, future women's champion, has to be, has to be. And as for a call up, Tony Storm. Okay, yeah, I apologize. We didn't ask you about that earlier. My apologies. Oh, it's cool. Oh. <laughs> All right, Kayla, who's your pick? Um, as much as I would love to see Ember become a two-time NXT women's champion. Um, unfortunately, as much as she has been on fire, uh, Miss Raquel Gonzalez is going to retain her title and hopefully something happens that she will break away with Dakota Kai. Cause I kind of want to see Dakota on her own. Yeah. So, um, Miss Raquel is going to retain. All right. 
Jolie? As much as it pains me to say this, because I love how uh, Ember has gotten so much better um, in ring and on Mike being back done in NXT, um, Raquel is going to retain. I kind of hope that, like, you know, Raquel's on the outside and somehow she accidentally, like, hits Dakota, which jump starts everything. Because, you know, like, you know, that accidental hit and then is it accident? Did she do it on purpose? Yeah. So it's like, I, I just we're all in agreement on that one that 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 partnership has got to break up i think it's as much as i love seeing dakota on my tv all the time i feel like being the sidekick is a hindrance to her actual potential yeah okay four for four on this one moving on (laughs) all right so this next match i didn't realize the history about it until they brought it up and everything but it looks like we got some old uh old uh, feud from the May Young Classic, Zia Lee and Mercedes Martinez. Kayla? Um, this one was kind of tricky for me. Um, I honestly do like seeing Zia Lee in the ring. I do love Mercedes Martinez in the ring. Um, so if I truthfully have to pick, um, I'm going Mercedes. <laughs> I know it's a tough one. It's like, first thing when I'm looking at this match, I'm like going, okay, I'm going to go with option C, the fans win. Uh, (laughs) As as Jolie has stated multiple times on those banger ass Mm -hmm. matches. Um, But if I have to pick one, I, it's like, I love both what they're doing with both and everything. So I'm actually going to go Zia Lee on this one. All right. Uh, Jolie. I am actually picking Zia Lee for this, just for the sheer fact for us to get a rubber match. Um, maybe at the takeover before or after SummerSlam, because there's usually a takeover with SummerSlam. Yeah. So I could see them maybe gearing up for a possible rubber match. So I would actually like to see uh, Zylee get a little bit of revenge, but piss off Mercedes enough to beat, you know, to flip shit and want another match. Um, so yeah, because don't get me wrong, I love both women in this match, but I want, I love those. People, oh, I'm so tired of people wrestling. Like when you've got chemistry with somebody, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at all the matches. Like you know, I'm trying to think. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. Yes, thank you. There's that one, but I was more pushing towards actually a. Um, wait, didn't, hasn't Kenny Omega fought Okada multiple times? Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I I wanted. Look, I'm trying to use other wrestlers besides WWE to prove that I actually do watch shit. I just can't remember shit. Um, but, like, you know, their chemistry, they've fought many, many times. It's like, it doesn't, like, I can watch Charlotte and Becky or Sasha and Bailey wrestle each other till the cows come home because that's how well they know each other and that's how well yeah. they, they put on shows. So their first match was a banger. If they can put in another banger, I, I, I can't wait to see if they, if Zaya wins and we get a third banger. Like, or even Johnny and Tommaso, you know, there's so many people that put on great bangers of a matches. It's like, I, that's why I prefer matches that have stories. And I love the fact that they went back all the way back to the Mae Young Classic. Yeah. That is fucking fantastic storytelling. Exactly. It's like, I, cause it's like, um, all of a sudden it's like the background and everything. And then Mercedes had marking on their hand like going, okay, where's this coming from? And then they mentioned that. It's like, ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, Cody, who do you have? Uh, well, first of all, I thought the same thing you did, the mark on the hand, and I was like, where is this coming from? And then we were reminded about NXT, over the, 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 the women's tournament, and I was like, all right, okay, all right. You know what? I appreciate that, you know? Thank yeah. you. 
That's all it takes, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, Rock could learn a thing. A uh, Rock could learn a thing or two. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just need something. Even when you know people go heel, it's like even if you lose a karaoke contest, right? Heel. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm on the same board with Zaylee winning. I want, I want a r- rubber match at the Takeover SummerSlam. Whatever it's if the, if they do it, I'm sure they'll do it. But um, yeah, I think one one Zaylee's got this. Alrighty. Okay, so this next match is, uh, I guess it's like for the fun of uh, getting Ted DiBiase's approval or whatever the hell you want to call it and everything. It's like the the chemistry between these two is so far has been utterly ridiculous and fantastic at the same time. Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, you love to hate them. They're both annoying as fuck. Jolie. Ted DiBiase wins. <laughs> He'll just pay the referee to win. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, here, I win. And uh, honestly, I both, I will say this, uh, Cameron and I hate calling him LA Knight. I wish they kept him as Eli Drake. I know, right? Agreed. Agreed. But I know that he actually picked the name. So, I mean, I still want to know his reasoning. You mean he didn't get a slave name? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I... Even Frankie or even uh, Taya, uh, Taya said that she picked her name. That's yeah, because yeah, yeah. people were giving her shit about it and everything. And she was like saying, uh, I actually picked a name, so I'm good. But I, both men are a fantastic in the ring. Cameron has gotten so much better, especially with his, um, like his feud with Damien, Damien. And um, he had that little bout with Finn. He's gotten so much better in ring. I kind of like his goofy ass character so i'm actually kind of rooting for cameron to be perfectly honest captain caveman okay cool beans all right so this mega main event just got made you didn't ask cody or me what oh (laughs) you see you actually started with me you don't start with me with this shit okay (laughs) and just get it all together how rude Cody, sometimes I have these brain farts and everything, so she is the elder of the group. Fuck off! (laughs) Yes, I'm old. I'm the eldest of the group and everything. So, fuck off! All right, damn. Anyways, Cody, my apologies. No worries. I have moments, okay? Damn, because it's like like two weeks ago, we had Sledge on the show. I was doing fine with the name of his show, the whole thing. And then right towards the end, I fucked it up. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> I'm human. Cody, who are you picking? Who am I picking? Who am I picking? Well, uh, I think it's got to be Cameron Grimes. Uh, I have to laugh. This whole Ted DiBiase thing has been absolutely ridiculous in the best of ways. And that's, um, I-, I love it. I- I feel the million dollar belts come back. A lot of people have been saying that. I've seen that too, yeah. Even on the takeover poster. So, I mean, I don't know if you give it to Cameron Grimes. I don't I don't know if you give it to LA Knight. I don't know how we're going to get there. But, I mean, also, it's... I got the sense that Ted DiBiase is kind of working with LA Knight in a way. He's kind of rooting for LA Knight here more than Cameron Grimes. But I don't... I really don't know, but I... They always say never go with your heart when you're when you're doing predictions. And I'm going with my heart and I'm picking Cameron Grimes, which is probably going to mean LA Knight's going to win. So, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of back and forth on this one and everything, but it's like, ee, 
yeah, it's like I'm leaning a little, little towards LA Knight. I've had those moments before where it's like I, I pick with my heart instead of my head, and yeah. I usually it, it always burns. Usually, yeah, it always burns me and everything, but especially when I'm doing predictions against these two. <laughs> Kayla? Um, before I jump into the prediction, um, Cody, I sent this to uh, Kat and Jolie right before the podcast. NXT did a boo-boo on their Twitter with Ted DiBiase's approval at state at C Grimes WWE battles at C Grimes WWE in a money match. <laughs> Who's working? Who's working over there? I don't know, but I thought that was hilarious. And I said, Cameron Grimes is going up against Cameron Grimes. I just thought that was funny. I had to share. Uh, but um, go to the moon. I know, right? Um, I will admit, um, I'm not really a fan of either one. Um, but, and I, you know, like you had mentioned, Cody, the, you know, the feud with Ted, uh, Ted coming out, just laughing at, e- at each of them hysterically, like, ha, 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 you know, makes it what it is. Yeah. Um, truthfully, if I honestly had to pick, I hope he takes it to the moon, Mr. Cameron Grimes. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So. Last one that we have that's official. Who knows what they're going to make this uh, Tuesday and everything. But uh, this mega main event just got made the other day. A fatal five-way. Karrion said, bring them all. Kyle O'Reilly. Pete Dunn. Adam Cole. Johnny Gargano. Karrion Cross. Five-way for the NXT Championship. Cody, who do you got? Who do I got? This is a tough one. Now, we have five crazy names here. I do want to say that if they're, they really wanted to push Karrion Cross, from what I read before, before his injury, they really wanted to push him. Mm-hmm. And what better way to make him dominant than to go through four of the top guys in NXT? But I mean, I'll just, one thing I'll say about the last NXT episode was I was really into that match, by the way, the, the opening match of NXT. Right. And a no DQ match somehow ended in a DQ. Or it got called away or stuff like that. I was like, what? Don't do that to me. <laughs> like, I was, I, and everybody else, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, I loved it. I loved Adam Cole. I loved Adam Cole coming in. Don't get me wrong. But the right. match shouldn't have ended. No shape or form should it have ended. And that, that bothered me because it was a no DQ. And it's like, oh, you have a no DQ and you ended. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> it was just, I was really looking forward to that number one contendership match. But you know right. what? They, they coughed out a five, or a, five, a, a five on five match out of it. Or a five on five. Five way and fatal five way. And uh, yeah, I think Karen Cross is going to be dominant here. I don't know about call ups or maybe, you know, fans at this point should start saying call overs because if you want to address NXT as, you know, if, if WWE even wants to address NXT as one of the big guys out there, we got to say NXT is one of the main event, you know, don't, don't call ups no more. They're not, de- they may be developmental maybe, but if they want to be treated like a main event show, on every week on Tuesdays, right? It's it's no longer call ups, and I, I make that mistake all the time. But um, I don't. Kylie Raleigh, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. I want to see more from where they go. I mean, Adam Cole again has done everything he possibly could do. I think in NXT, except hold on to the tag team championships. I mean, I know Undisputed Era did, but what, he doesn't need it. You know, yeah. done everything. Kyle Riley. I, I don't want him. I mean, if again, also Karen Cross could lose. Like, like we, we talked about this before. It's so it's so tough. But yeah, I'll, I'll, wrap, I'll wrap it up. 
I think they're going to keep Karrion Cross being dominant. Okay. It's going to come close. But yeah, Karrion Cross is going to walk away with the title. It's funny because it's like on Tuesday, I was like telling my husband, I was like, going, okay, here's what I think is going to happen. Adam Cole's going to come in, cost Colorado to lead a match, and then Pete Dunn's going to win. So I got half that right. Yeah, half that right. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Cole coming in was fantastic. Exactly. No, it's like Tuesday was chaotic and I loved it. Yeah. All right. Jolie, who's your pick? I'm picking Karrion just to make him the monster that he really is. Yeah. Um, that's that's what really makes everything. So I'm going with Karrion. Is, uh, and by the way, are the Sixers still losing? Down by three. Ooh, okay. 25 seconds to go. Ooh, they might have a chance. Never All mind, right. down by five. Okay, never mind. Because <laughs> I had a feeling that you turned on the TV for that. <laughs> well, I saw, yeah, yeah. All right, Kayla, I saved you for last on purpose, and you know why. Because What's that? Well, because Carrie and your boy. <laughs> um, Is he now? Oh, I wonder how the new boyfriend feels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wouldn't be my he wouldn't be my concern if uh the, the chaotic smoke show scarlet i'd have to worry about uh oh okay <laughs> no queen's takeover <laughs> <laughs> but no um yes um most people that don't know um i am a fan across jump back to the whole white rabbit um thing in lucha underground um Every match, every promo that he's ever done, um, even just if they, I don't know, even if people think it's weird, even if he just stares at you down, it's just that, you know, you feel the evil, you feel the emotion. Um, and the part, I do have to admit, where he literally told Regal to shut up. And I think Regal had his pants filled with, you know, where he pissed his pants because he was just like, you know, he's just like, okay, that's, if that's what you want. Okay. Um and I do kind of like the fact that he he mentioned everybody's name and then he gets to Adam Cole and called him the gas station weasel. Right. So um, I think what's going to happen um, with that, you know, Adam Cole and more than likely they're probably going to try to cross is going to go after each other. Uh, Johnny might probably try to start with something with Kyle or Pete Dunn. Um, who knows? But um, I think... Cole and Riley is probably going to try to start their feud back up and it's going to end up being done and cross in the ring. Johnny's going to be passed the fuck out somewhere. Um, <laughs> but NXT champion after Sunday is going to be Mr. Undefeated Karrion Cross, And he's going to be in that ring and everyone's going to be following praying with the wonderful I will admit, beautiful Scarlet standing there, TikTok, which I love the face paint that she had on Wednesday as well. That was really cool. Yeah, I was like, she came out, I was like, does she have like a mask on? And then I saw like the TikTok on her Mm -hmm. and I was like, very interesting, very interesting. Yeah, and I think uh, after Cole threw a water bottle at uh, Cross that ended up hitting uh, Scarlet a little bit, it's like, yeah i think he's gonna get his licks on the cold sooner rather than later so uh tuesdays is gonna be interesting to watch (sighs) for real all right so one more thing that i had to bring up and everything okay so they made it official yesterday SummerSlam, august 21st on a saturday of all days in vegas 
same day as the Pacquiao fight. Weird as fuck. Yeah. Cody, what was your thoughts about that? Well, I actually, I was, uh, I was listening about this this morning uh, when I was getting up. Well, the afternoon as I woke up three hours ago. So not, not, not more. <laughs> I'm not playing anybody. No, but I was, uh, I was listening about this this morning and, uh, or the, this afternoon, whatever. morning is when you wake up. <laughs> um, and I was listening and I was, they, they were mentioning something about piggybacking from that fight onto the main event of SummerSlam. WWE wants to get more fans that way. And if that's their only reason, that's a bullshit reason. And again, again, when it comes to WWE, it's all about money and all about fans. And well, it's not, it's not about, it's not about the fans. It's about whether how many fans they have. It's not about what the fans feel like. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting to have SummerSlam on a Saturday, especially if they are going to do an NXT takeover. Cause I mean, we were just doing predictions. We were just mentioning possible takeover for SummerSlam, but that's when NXT has their takeovers. So is NXT takeover going to be on a Sunday then? Is it going to happen after SummerSlam? So, or is it going to happen on a Friday? I mean, that's SmackDown. So no, that wouldn't. So yeah, it's, it's certainly very, very interesting, but I mean, SummerSlam, we have two potentials. We have uh, Bobby Lashley potentially facing Brock Lesnar, which is the match people have been dying to watch, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And we have Roman Reigns potentially facing John Cena. And I think the Tribal Chief character has been fantastic. I really, really think it has. So it'll be interesting. I just hope they do a good transition if, if they're bringing John Cena in from the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Jolly? So I was just looking that up. It's actually because uh, they, it's not that they want to piggyback off it. They want to, like, the match for Pacquiao Spence Jr. isn't supposed to start until 11 hmm. uh, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I don't know what the hell that is out there. Um, so they're saying, that, oh, it's not going to be a long show. I'm like, you guys bitch about long shows. Make up your fucking mind. I mean... It's like you said, you don't need it. It's quality over quantity, to be yeah. perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Agreed. Splitting up WrestleMania was probably the best thing that this pandemic has ever done. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're actually thinking about keeping it two nights, which again will extend that whole week of wrestling for in the independent scene. So it works. Um, fuck Vegas. she wanted it it on the east coast it was supposed to be on the east coast like they were literally saying back in april that if things in jersey got lifted they were actually going to have SummerSlam outside on the beach up in jersey somewhere that would have been really cool um and the fact that yeah it's yeah it's going to be an indoor the roof's going to be closed, but it's still Vegas in the middle of fucking summer. What the fuck are you thinking about? People are going to melt going to the arena. People are going to melt leaving the arena. AC it, or no AC. Yeah, so uh, I will not be attending because I don't fly. Um, and, you know, I think it would have been better if they did, like, not just because of the East Coast thing, but you're picking a city that isn't known for its wrestling fans. If you're going to have one of the four jewels, the four bigs, it should have been in a wrestling city. It should have been either in LA. 
it should have either been in New York, yeah. Boston, Philly. It should have been, if you want the fans to actually be there, this is where it's got to be. And then picking Vegas, while, yeah, it could be good for any of the undercard shit or maybe WrestleMania in five years. But right now, I think that putting it in Vegas was the wrong call, to be perfectly honest. And that's not just the, even Dallas or Houston would have been a better choice for SummerSlam. Vegas is just, I get it. There's a big major fight going on. And I don't know what's going I don't, is there something supposed to be happening on the 22nd? I don't fucking know. Having it on a Saturday, fuck you guys, because that screws me up. I work Saturdays. I don't get off on Saturdays. So it's like you, you basically shit on fans that can't get off from work. So that, that was like the one thing that pissed me off because I'm normally off Sundays. So Sunday nights is perfect. So it's like, but Vegas. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I realized after they said it was on a Saturday and I was like, damn, I'm supposed to go to a local event that, that night too. So it's like, I'm gonna have to catch the replay myself. Oh man. Kayla, what'd you think? Um, as far as it being in Vegas, like Julie said, people's going to freaking melt, especially in the middle of August. Um, if they were looking for to really get the spark, um, I do know Bank of America Stadium, home of Carolina Panthers, and Charlotte would have loved to have it, if not in New York or Jersey. Um, there's just other spots besides Vegas. Um, I'm going to do a, like a little, if anything happens as far as matches, obviously we might see the Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley match we've been wanting to see. And um, I'm just going to throw two matches out here of something I saw before the podcast. Because when I, um, when we had mentioned that we were talking about SummerSlam in Vegas, um, obviously we might have a potential um, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And then Julie's going to hate me for this one. Um, I honestly saw something else that we could possibly see Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. Um, Yep, there's the look. <laughs> um, hello, I was the one that predicted that match. At yes, WrestleMania or at whenever he at backlash yeah. when he came on that fucking ugly ass suit. So no, I don't hate it. I actually predicted <laughs> it. So you're welcome. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> but um, but anyway, that match, and then I honestly saw something for the Raw Women's Championship. Miss Rhea Ripley will have a match with her returning Becky Lynch. So. Hopefully we get that match. I'd like to see that match. Um, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. But that's just a little something else. Um, and I saw something else that was weird. I don't know how that would build up because I don't think she's pissed her off or anything. Kind of saw something that Bianca would be going up against Sonya for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Huh? That's what yeah. I... S- if anything, for SummerSlam with Bianca and everything, I want Sasha and Bianca too. I know. Somebody has- it had said something about a possible rumor of uh, her going up against um, Sonya Deville. I was like, for what? Well, we got, we got two months to make it happen. I know, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, so um, before we uh, let you go and cut and uh, wrap this up and everything, so tell us more about your podcast. Oh, Lotus Moon Productions, yeah. So um, I'm breaking, uh, I have actually a new project coming as well. So um, uh, one side of things is we have the independent music side of things, a lot of indie artists, um, a lot of synthwave artists. Most most recently I've had um, any synthwave, any synth pop lovers out there. I've had uh, quite a few artists. I have new artists on every couple of weeks. Uh, just recently I had Power Rob, I had Yota, I've had Dana Jean Phoenix, Nina, Thought Beings, 
um, Griff, uh, you know, there's many, many, many uh, synth pop artists over there that I've had on, that I've had the pleasure of interviewing. And then on, on one other side of things is we have the wrestling, which is completely weird. Music, wrestling, and podcasts. Like, what, why? But it's like, <laughs> it's my show. I'll do what I want. <laughs> and uh, I'm passionate about both, right? I'm passionate about music. I'm passionate about um, wrestling. And so we have wrestling podcasts. Um, we try to get them out every week, but sometimes, you know, life happens. So it's usually two or three weeks. And the third project that is coming, and it's um, it's called Project Saga, and it's based off of something I came across a couple of years ago on the internet, uh, sexuality and gender acceptance. So Project Saga is going to be about anybody, doesn't matter what your sexuality, your gender is, doesn't matter. You come on the podcast and you share your experiences, the positive, the negatives, growing up, you know, the backlash, if you had it good with your parents, if you had it bad with your parents, if you had it good in school, if you had a bad school, how, how life is treating you now, you know, um, more than anything, you know, we, we need more light on the LGBTQ plus community. So uh, I, I ch- that will be coming up in Lotus Room Productions in the next couple of months. That is fantastic. And I, it's like it warms my heart to actually hear something like that so thank you so much for doing that so where can everybody find uh find <clears throat> find lotus moon yeah uh for sure and also i mean you can you, you guys can come on as well to, um talk about experiences and everything i'd love to have you guys on and i want to i want to have anybody around the world doesn't matter where you are i want your voice to be heard and i want people to hear your story so that's what Project Saga is all about, sexuality and gender acceptance. And as for my socials, you can find me at SoundCloud under Lotus Moon Productions, Facebook under Lotus Moon Productions, Twitter under Lotus Moon Prod, Lotus M Productions on Instagram for the independent music side of things. You can find us on Spotify under LMP Music, just for music only, and YouTube. You can find us there too at Lotus Moon Productions. Sounds great. Cody, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. And it's like everyone, the podcast collaborations that we have coming up, they, they got a hard one to follow. You, <laughs> you killed it, man. They got you a hard know, one to follow. You guys have been fantastic. I've had the greatest of times. I, I thought this was going to be for an hour, but I was like, oh, we're going longer. Cool. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> there is no time limit here. We just go. It's either 45 <laughs> minutes, 50 minutes, hour and a half, two hours. Oh, God, a lot of editing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, we can't go, we can't go too too long and everything because it's like we'll hear from Jolie like as far as like editing is concerned. Yeah, well, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure meeting you all, and all of you are welcome on Lotus Room Productions anytime. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, before we sign off and everything, don't forget that we are doing our uh, merchandise this month for Pride. Uh, you can find more information on our Twitter page at QT Bow Down. It is the pinned tweet. All proceeds from our sales in March will go towards the Trevor Project. So definitely check that out. You mean June? What did I say? March uh, or March? I said from the merch. I said oh, merch. It sounded like March. Okay. <laughs> All sales proceeds from our merch in June <laughs> will go towards the Trevor, Trevor Project. You Love you, Kat. Love you, Kat. Cody, you see what I do with? I'm not the only one that thought it. She did too. Yeah, shut up. We love you, Kat. Love yeah, you. Yeah. I, yeah, just yeah. It, I, I just think of it as a farewell good laugh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Sometimes they, sometimes we need a good laugh no matter what's going on. Exactly. All right. Well, that's all we have for this episode of The Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>